Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode on Her Creative Freedom Podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Cassandra. I am your host. And on this podcast, I share everything from lifestyle, from travel, especially on the road as I do live in my home on wheels. And I share my life experiences from mental health, body image, self-love, relationships, and bringing your dreams and goals into reality. In addition, I bring on the most incredible special guests that talk about all of these areas in depth of their own perceptions, and yeah, we just like to have a good time and share these things with you. Share the things that people don't talk about. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Her Creative Freedom Podcast. Today, we are hearing all the noises in the background, so we have a siren and whatever else comes our way because we are parked at a dog park right now. Um, we are also recording this on video, so if you are following my YouTube channel, the links will be in the description of this vlog. What are we doing? A podcast episode. Um, and that's where you can find the link to the video. I'm very excited to welcome Steve to the Maritimes. Everyone, welcome Steve to the Maritimes. Today we are going to dive and jump right into the most common question comment to me and I'm sure to you as well mm -hmm. which was are you in a relationship you must not be in a relationship how are you in a relationship being that we are not actually physically together if you can hear that siren please ignore also we have a 10 week old puppy behind Steve <laughs> if we hear any noises crying. crying that's that and Tucker is in the front he might scurry around as well but yeah, we wanted to do a podcast basically talking about our experience being together for a year. And then I went on the road and we've been separate for four months mm -hmm. and that kind of that can't transition. So when people are first meeting me and asking questions about me living in a van, I have had comments of like, you must not be in a relationship, uh, assuming that I'm not. And I very much am. And they are surprised to hear that I am. And which then the next question usually is, you know, how is that going? And I know even from my parents, they question how we are doing. Um, and I don't even know if they believe me when I say we're thriving. But so we wanted to talk about our experience of what it's been like before I went on the road, the first half of me being on the road and kind of where we are now and the happy ending. That's not really an ending. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but we'll get to later. <laughs> I'm very excited. So Steve, welcome. Thank you. So I'm curious because you got me all pumped up here. What do you say when people ask you about your relationship when we're apart and you're on the road? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll we'll get there. I kind of want to start at the beginning okay. um, of what it was like when we were living together before I went on the road and what we kind of going back to like the unknown. Like we didn't know how it was going to be. So do you remember like those initial feelings? I feel like it's been forever, but it was probably our third or fourth actual date when we started seeing each other, when we sat in that Tim Hortons parking lot and you're like, just so you know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah. it was obviously a lot to take in. There was a, a few moments during that conversation where I tried to like imagine what that reality would look like. But truthfully, we were so young and so new that I didn't know. We were so young. Well, like so young within our, our relationship, <laughs> okay. within our partnership. <laughs> Uh, we were so new as a partnership that I, I just didn't even know what that looked like. I didn't know what van life was. Listening to Cindy's pod, Cindy's podcast was the start of trying to understand what life on the road and, and van life is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's kind of like one of those situations where you don't know what it's going to be like until you're doing it. 
um, personally for me, and I think you can only really speak for you, um, but personally for me, I'm already so independent that I was okay going on the road knowing that we were going to be relationship because I'm very independent and I got to like do my thing and I knew you were going to be do your thing. Um, but I will be totally authentic and vulnerable when I say that there was a period really close to when I was going to be leaving where like we were going through a, r- a rough patch. Mm-hmm. Um, trust was an issue at that point in our relationship and therefore we were kind of navigating like what it was going to be like going on the road with trust a little fragile in that moment of our relationship Mm -hmm. which was something that we knew that we would have to build up if we wanted to continue in which then I was like I'm going to go on the road and this relationship is either going to continue or it's not but I'm just going to go on the road and do me and if I feel like this is a relationship worth pursuing then we will continue to do that Mm -hmm. so as much as like our relationship was thriving before it did hit a rough period where talk was happening around whether or not we should even be together um not only because of trust but also because i was going on the road and we didn't know what that was going to be like so it was kind of like my perspective was like i don't know if i can pursue this relationship i'm just going to go on the road and do my thing and feel it out and if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't and then i think together there was also conversation around like should we just not be together me go do my thing you do your thing and then if we're meant to be we'll just get back together Mm -hmm. kind of thing so that was worth mentioning because that was like a huge part at the beginning where i was like stubborn independent cast of like i'm just going on the road fuck this (laughs) but as closer and closer to me actually leaving we talked so much around you know the hardships that we were going through as a couple and i think that it really actually did make us stronger in the end so part of me just wants to dive a little deeper into what we were actually struggling with So addictions are something that is very, very extremely common and seldomly talked about. And for probably about five or six years within my life, I struggled with solo drinking, just like isolation drinking. And when I first entered into this partnership, that was something that I was trying to move past from as a past wound within my life, but still hadn't fully conquered and tried to keep hidden within our relationship. And when it came out, obviously one month before you were to hit the road, um, I think trust was definitely shaken. And I think that's where the large part of the conversation around, do we stay together? Do we not stay together came from? But I think we did work through that. We are huge advocates for talk therapy. So I started seeing a psychologist and have worked through it and have been sober for over 150 days that's amazing yeah so so, let's just yeah throw it out there i mean i think it was really one of those situations where like you were struggling with this quote addiction and you were trying to like handle it yourself but also keep it from me at the same time yeah and then obviously i found out because everything that's meant to come to the surface will like eventually we were all going to find out and this was going to come to light i guess i should say but when it did uh, of course because of my own traumas and my own past wounds of you trying to just like in a healthy way really keep it to yourself because you thought you could handle it yeah it knocked my wound and my traumas around trust of just not being honest and open with me in which then i was like well if i if i can't trust you Like, I felt like I couldn't trust him going on the road because I was going to be so far away, which I think majority of people, if they don't, if they didn't communicate it the way we have, I Mm -hmm. think that's how it would just end up for a lot of people. But it really did come out on the surface about a month before I was leaving. So it was a huge knock to me um, and my past traumas and wounds. But yeah, you started talking to a psychologist and it's been absolutely amazing ever since. And now we just live like a, a 
dry life or yep. whatever you call it. <laughs> but it really did come to tons of communication about everything, like everything and anything that came up for me, even my own assumptions and stories of like, it could be a random Tuesday and I'm in Quebec and I could be like, I'm just having a feeling that like I had a dream last night that you were drinking and like something came up and we just literally just talked about everything so yep. that you can work through it. And that's how the trust and the communication is, is gained. So yeah, that was, that was like, yeah, it was, it happened right before we left, but mm -hmm. I think it was meant to for us to grow as a couple. And then really leading up to like the weeks before I was actually going on the road, I feel like at least for me anyways, like my feelings for you, like really amplified knowing that I was going to be going away and this was going to be a huge transition in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Again, I was still going, like, I don't, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to leave and like feel something different of like, I don't know if I want to be in a relationship, but I just knew leaving that, like, I want to be in a relationship mm -hmm. with you. And I was really proud of how much we grew in that month because of what happened. Yeah. So for me, I knew that our relationship was on the line at that point and to completely cut out drinking from my life, pretty much cold turkey, it was a statement of how much I wanted everything to work. So your fears of you leaving was, you know, what happens if, you know, you digress or, you know, you kind of relapse um, and I come home and you're a different person. I was so dead set on just white knuckling it through it, through any sort of challenges I faced to make mm -hmm. sure that our relationship succeeded. and. It's been very successful. That method may not be for everybody, but just white knuckling through it and getting to the other side. Once I was separated by, you know, a month or two of, of not drinking, it became very easy to maintain. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I would say you white knuckled it because you did have your psychologist yeah. too, right? Like that did help. And yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I was really proud of that because a lot of people sometimes look at like counselors, psychologists, all that um I don't know, like the demonized, I guess, yep. but it's literally the best thing that you can do for yourself. So it was life changing. Yeah, it was, it was so good for, for you and for me. Cause I see one as well. But so yeah, that was like the beginning of just before I got on the road. And then like, like I said, the week of me actually leaving, I felt even more connected to you knowing that I was going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then, then I was on the road and it was coming from two different perspectives because for me I'm very independent I was like I know that I'm spending my life with you and I know that we're together and I'm a Taurus so like once like my head is set I'm just like set so I knew that I loved him and I knew I was with him and I was going to be with him and I'm doing my thing he's doing his thing and he's my partner and that's all I needed to know mm -hmm. I have the experience of a very long-term relationship in my past and he had the experience of long distance relationship in his past and I didn't know. I almost felt a little naive of like what a long distance relationship can do to a couple without communication and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Where, I mean, you can talk about it, but you have trauma from a distanced relationship. Yeah, I, I had a fail long, failed long distance relationship. <clears throat> and I think that's where I came from is trying to learn what didn't I do right the first time. Um, in a past relationship, she had gone to a different continent for what was supposed to be a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and after six months, what I started to notice was a shift. Home became that new city that she was living in. Her bed was there. Her friends were there. Her work was there. And the foreign country became Canada. So it was only natural that she created new relationships within her life, friends and otherwise. And, and we definitely drifted apart and, and she fell in love with somebody else. So going into this journey that we've been on, it was a lot of 
okay, how do we keep the relationship strong? How do we keep our communication strong? How do we make it fun and, and spontaneous, even though we're in different provinces or yeah. different time zones? So definitely there was some trauma there and some wounds there of just a fear of losing you based on, okay, it's happened before and yeah, could it exactly. happen again? That's what like, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to get at was that you, you were, we were both going into it like positive and we knew that our relationship was going to be okay. But at the other side, I was like naive to what it was really going to be like. And you were a little bit fearful of like experiencing what you did in your past. Yep. So again, like that just came down to so much communication. Like it really did. We went through this like period of like, I'm just doing my thing and I was committed to you, but, mm-hmm. and I was doing something different than what we do at home where mm-hmm. you were you know, working and doing, like, you were in a familiar area and I wasn't. So my brain was like all over the place sometimes being on the road and traveling. So there was times where you would have to come to me and communicate that you were feeling something of fear or that period where you were like, we're spiraling kind of thing because of yeah. it. And it's almost like we had to go through a spiraling and we, we can talk about it, but yeah. a spir- spiraling period to come out to the other side and like make understanding of why we felt the way we did. Of course. Um, the first challenge I think I felt was that I had no stories to share. Sometimes I was getting up, I was going to the gym, I was going to work, I was coming home. And when we talked every night, you'd have all these big stories to share and all your adventures. And I just felt like, I don't know, a little bit lackluster because I would just tell you about my day with clients, which didn't feel like we were on the same energy field, like the same vibe. Um, but I quickly realized that this, this journey that you're on you're going to have those experiences where, you know, I'm at home and, and my stories might just be a little different than yours. Yeah. And I think it too, it's just like the role in our relationship. Like I am traveling the country in my van, in my home, but it's also like my own journey of self-discovery. And that's what really I am on. Whereas like you are building our foundation back at home so we play a very both are playing such an important role individually in our own lives but also a huge role in our relationship mm-hmm. um so it wasn't at any means like at the beginning sunshine and rainbows and we just worked and thrived i would say that we did really struggle at the beginning because at this point um we didn't actually know when we were going to see each other again if unless i was going back home because of you know, the pandemic and traveling, we weren't able to travel on an airplane, train, bus, whatever. We weren't able to, and we didn't know when the world was going to open up to all humans to be able to do that. So at the beginning of our relationship, I think deep down, we both knew that we were going to be together and we were going to be together forever. But we did have a lot of weekly check-ins where I was naive to, do I want to be in a relationship while I'm on the road? It was talked about that maybe we should just break up and then get back together when I'm done living on the road um, because I didn't know if I could navigate both and I didn't know if the distance if like sometimes I would doubt myself I should say which all comes down to my own confidence but I was starting to doubt myself and that's why it's so important to do the work of self-confidence so that you can so that you just know you just know that you know your person is your person and that you know what you're doing you know who you are and you know what you believe but I would say when we didn't know when we were going to see each other we we did really spiral and talk about like whether or not we wanted to do this. But then even the thought of like us breaking up didn't feel right either. And I knew that it was about me and had nothing to do with him. So that's where I had to just like turn to my own healing and my own self discovery and my work. And that's what I'm doing. 
think the the turning point for me was working with the psychologist and and just talking about the emotions that, that were coming up for me and a lot of it is if you're so independent and if you're choosing to go across the country which i support i can't at any point resent that independence that you have i need to lean into it and actually love it um so it was shifting the perspective to make sure that i found positive within what could cause negatives over time and once that shift of perspective of like oh like i do love like that's what i love about you i love your independence mm-hmm. um the fact that you're when i describe you to other people you're a strong independent woman that <laughs> went across the country in a van like that's one of my proudest descriptors about you um so once i fully leaned into that that's where i felt the shift for me the shift didn't happen when the world opened up and we could see each other again because we bounced out of our spiral yeah we did a week or two before Before. flights opened up and then obviously i almost felt like it was universal timing it was like god's like okay you guys have learned your lesson yeah it totally (laughs) was which was so magical like but that's a really good point because we did kind of accept that we were not going to see each other for another over a year like next summer because nothing was open the plan was originally to see each other every four months yeah and because of flights not being a thing for us now it became you didn't know when you were coming back and i didn't know when i would see you again yeah and we went through this like angry period of like fuck the world yeah um and then we did like i think through with you with your psychology and with me i don't know i just like i felt our communication for me how we communicated about everything and just the internal knowing of like you are the person that i want to spend my life with we really did come to like this peace and this calm of acceptance that we might not see each other until next summer but it's okay and i also want to mention when the flights opened it just brought this like sense of like relief because the option was now there which helped so much and then obviously you're obviously here so you you booked your flight and it was super exciting but i always go back to the comment or the conversation you had with your clients about Mm -hmm. how it was a married couple they'd been married for 50 years and they were you could tell they were a bit free-spirited people but they were just a very similar vibe uh as to us so I started chatting with them and I asked them what the secret was to be married for 50 years and, and just be thriving. And she goes down to South America every year. Um, I think she was like very passionate about art and she there's a, a couple artists she follows in South America and she just goes and, and buys art. Uh, and he has a motorcycle and he drives across Canada once a year. Um, and they, they pursue their own passions, but yeah. then they come together. And there was that moment for us of like, I'm here in Edmonton working on a foundation for our future and making sure that money is never a problem for us. And you're on the other side of the country pursuing your passions as well. Uh, And together we come together and and we're just stronger that way. Yeah. And I think that it was just like a really beautiful reminder and story of like where the generation is kind of now, but also the older generation doesn't quite understand it a little bit either. We don't live a normal life life <laughs> at <good>. all period <laughs> two <laughs> our, vegans that live on the other side our of the beliefs country. are not like everyone else's um but I, I, what i loved about it was that their point was and i think now it's starting to be talked about is to in order to thrive really is you have to allow each other to do their own independent things because that will as a couple grow you deeply um he is back at home built like working on our foundation and our, for our future and our goals and dreams of our house and the farm and the animals and all the things we talk about and i'm on my li- reliving 
a dream of mine for a long time, but also on this very, like, self-discovery journey, which I think is so incredibly important for me because it's going to benefit us Mm. hugely. But also being... Well, when we were together at home, living together, we always communicated about everything, but when you're far apart, it's just... You have to. And communication... I mean, I think everyone can agree that communication is a lot of times the problem in the relationship, and you have to really talk about everything, even if it's made up in your head, like talk about every emotion and feeling that comes up. And I think a lot of people assume that you can't talk about something that's not real, but if it's coming up, it's an emotion, it's an feeling for you, absolutely talk about it. So I think what helped us with trust is when I was starting to like go down a dark hole, I would bring it up and we literally talk about everything Mm -hmm. and we just save space for each other to do that. And it really will help you or with your partner and grow that relationship. I mean, we are not relationship gurus by any means. We're mm-hmm. just like Two everyone else trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out but yeah. we have gone through the hard shit and learned from it also. And we're still going through the hard shit. Just yesterday, we had an amazing conversation for two hours on a drive Yeah. about both of our traumas. And, and I think we've really brought a better understanding to sometimes like when there's a lot of like heightened energy in the day between us, I will say it's usually because I'm struggling with myself, which then it's projected onto him and has nothing to do with him or a relationship. I'm just struggling internally with myself, which I would say doesn't happen all the time, but majority of the time I would say it is because I am truly like on this, my own journey of like, you know, we all live in our own minds. And if I feel your energy is off or if I feel like there's some like annoyance or hesitation, I feel like it's me that's annoying you. So like we just essentially spiral. But yesterday speaking about this and going kind of deeper into what was an uncomfortable conversation at times for both of us was some clarity around, oh, like there's that aha moment. And that whole conversation just added another layer of depth to our relationship. Yeah, and I think it also takes, it's up to me to say like, um, you know, you're not annoying me or you're, I'm not agitated because of you. It's because I'm actually feeling this. And sometimes I won't even know that I'm feeling a certain way about myself until we, we get into it. And then you have to ask your, that why, like, why is this coming up or why are you feeling that way? Um, and it's also up to the person that if I know, if I know I am struggling that day, talk about it like so that he knows that if you're feeling off or if you feel something from me it's it's because I'm actually this is what's going through my head or this is how I feel today and it's really important because I actually have been in the past relationship where if you don't feel comfortable bringing up the most craziest story that you have just built up into your brain to your partner then that relationship may not be for you yeah because you have to have that safe space with your partner mm-hmm And yeah, so I think that, you know, so going back to your question at the beginning, what do I say when people ask? And it's so funny because I just remember one particular, well, actually before going on the road, when I hit Ontario and I was visiting my family, everyone thought that Steve was with me. I don't know who didn't. <laughs> Hiding in the back of the van? Yeah, I don't know who Hello. didn't think that Hello. <laughs> was with me. Steve, literally, everyone thought that Steve was with me. So when, to their surprise, he wasn't, um... They would ask me, like, how we're doing and, like, how how are we doing this? And and one conversation I had was this woman didn't even know anything about me. She just knew that I was on the road and I was telling her my, my story and what I'm doing and when I'm going to be going back home, I think, and all this stuff. She was, she was, like, so sarcastic about it and she was like, you can't be with someone. And I was like, oh, no, I am. Like, I have a partner. And she was just, like, so mind-blown that I was doing this and I had a partner and, like, how was that working? Another one I will say is from my 
close family, my parents, their generation's a lot different. So I don't think they believe me when I say that I, like we're doing really well sometimes, but it's just because that's totally not their generation mm-hmm. of being apart and still being good. But that's where it comes down to the communication. Yeah. So I really do just tell people that we are in a relationship. We talk about everything. I know we've mentioned this before, but we have our Sunday check-ins, which we do every single week. We, I don't, we've never missed a week, I don't think. I mean, no. we ha- might have to Sometimes move they're shorter. Be like, hey, you're good. I'm good. Okay, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, like sometimes but just Sometimes good. they're two-hour conversations. Yeah, exactly. So we, we really do leave space to talk about everything and anything. And I think that is the core of why we are doing so well. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, when you know, you, you just know that you've yeah. met your person. So like I said, I just knew that he is my soulmate and look no further. <laughs> um, and I think I can say that for, for the both of us. So it was, and I think if people wanted to know like how and how we are doing so well, like it really just does come down to communication about everything. And I know we kind of maybe shocked some of the audiences when for the first time, I think on a podcast, we brought up that I struggled with an addiction, Mm -hmm. but you have a past addiction that you sometimes still struggle with and are working through. I have trauma and childhood trauma and a past addiction that, you know, I'm working through. And I think more often than not, people have their own struggles. Totally. Um, And it's when you're in a partnership, it's not trying to, and this is the lesson that I learned, not trying to hide that part of yourself Um, The famous quote, I think, that I told you is I was very proud of 98% of who I was, but there was that 2% of myself that I was working through and trying to fix. Um, But when we shined a light on that ugly 2% and we worked through it together, I think that's really when our relationship started to blossom and and deepen to a deeper, to a different level. Yeah, it definitely, it helps when you open, you, when you shine some light onto your darkness with somebody else it is so incredibly vulnerable but it will help you grow as a partnership as a person all of a sudden this like weight is taken off your body and you just feel so much better that you can openly talk to your the person that you're going to spend your life with or that you are with at the time and really how they react could tell you a lot about where you go from here if they're not if they're not allowing you to be seen and to be heard and know that you are safe at least from for a female's perspective like that's that's really alarming, but, um, you have to open that space for, for each other. Absolutely. If there's anyone listening who is struggling with their own issues and and don't know where to turn, usually there's so many better helps out there. There's so many like free or less expensive ways to, to speak with somebody. And just encourage everybody to yeah. I mean, talk therapy is huge. I mean, journaling, anything that you can, anything that you can like release it from you and get it out there helps so much. Yeah. So yeah, I think that, I really admire the couples that have been together for many, many, many years. Or I really just admire our our relationship that we have found peace in being separated. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my thing and you're doing your thing. But we understand that it's so much for the betterment of of us Mm -hmm. as a couple. And that we open that free space for each other to talk about whatever comes up. I guess going back to my family... Because uh, you had mentioned how your family feels about this. Mm-hmm. My family still thinks sometimes that this is just a trip and you're going to come home and then we're going to live happily ever after. You and I know the truth. that The van is going to be in our life forever. Yeah. Um, and some of the trips might be of different lengths, but you're going to be home for three, four months next summer and then you're going to go again. Uh, and that is the relationship that we're living into. 
and it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good point, too, to mention is that there, for me anyways, because I'm such a family, well, we're both very family-oriented, but, like, my parents are my best friends, so when they were kind of doubting and questioning, like, what the heck is going on and, like, really trying to understand why I'm not coming home anytime soon to see you or live with you and, like, be with you, it was, it was, I'd have to go to him and be like, hey, like, I'm spiraling, is there something I don't know, like, why do I feel like I have to come back to you? I'm not done doing what I need to do. And you, so many times you would have to remind me, like, as long as we know yeah. our relationship and we're on the same page, like, the external opinions... Society doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't understand, but the, the external doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is what we believe and our values and, yeah, like, what we what we believe. And, and like, as long as we're on the same page. And I had to really remind myself of that because I sometimes let the external, like, get into my brain and be like, okay, what? Am I naive? Am I missing something here? Like, what? I think now we're our at a place and I think our families are at a place where like they don't fully understand they don't need to understand but, but they, they see how happy I am they yeah. see how happy you are and yeah we're just we're great yeah there was a comment on one of your Instagram videos or pictures uh that's that happiness looks great on you mm -hmm. and I just I think the world maybe may not understand our relationship but they see how happy we are yeah um and they just get it yeah, and I just also feel like we're almost living proof to ourselves that we're we're thriving. Yeah. You know, we've we we talk about the hard stuff and there was a real like I said already at the beginning, there was a real conversation around whether or not we should be together. And there was a lot of naive in me of like maybe I don't want to be in a relationship while I'm on the road because yeah. it's just easier that way. Yeah. Um, but and it was never because there was somebody else better out there. It was no. just, does this make sense to be in a committed relationship when we're apart and we're focusing on different things? It was never, uh, is this relationship for me? You're the yeah. right person. It was just, was it the right time? Yeah. And I also think like, and something I will say that, I mean, yesterday I spiraled about this. So it comes up still is like, I am on this journey of self-discovery and, um, honestly just trying to learn a lot about myself and be so incredibly loving and accepting of who I am right now as a person and like free myself from a lot of layers that don't belong with me anymore. I didn't know how to balance that and put my energy into me and also put my energy into being in a partnership with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because if I go down, like I did yesterday, go down this hole, it, it seemed like a lot. It seemed like I couldn't put my energy in two different places. But what, what I will say, as long as you're with the right person that gives you the space and gives you the grace that you need to also focus on yourself I think the best thing you could do is to just focus on yourself because it will benefit the the relationship yeah. and the partnership as one do never never neglect yourself to just be with someone else because it's only going to affect both of you but it really will just cause more for you to have to work through as an individual mm -hmm. so I feel like for the first time ever I am able to work on myself and put energy into loving me and my confidence and everything that I'm doing on the road and in this relationship because you give me that space to do so mm -hmm. yeah and i think too that uh if we weren't meant to be together like we would have already known that mm -hmm. and truly when you know you know and we are both very spiritual but we both believe in god and there are so many times where we're like god has our back like god has our back and that does bring so much peace to me knowing that that we're always going to be taken care of mm -hmm. for sure so yeah, that and now that brings us to to where we are now, which is 
engaged. <laughs> Have you been hiding the ring the whole time? No, I'm just talking, but maybe nobody <laughs> noticed. But we are engaged. And before I left, by the time this goes up, the proposal vlog will probably already be on my channel, hopefully. Um, so go check it out. It will be in the description of this episode. But before I left on the road, we did go look at engagement rings. Um, it was an experience that I had never done, but it was cool to do together. I don't think back in the day you went engagement ring shopping. I don't really I know. I think that's new age. But I think it's new age and it was super fun. And like, yes, did I have an idea of what the ring would look like? Yes, but it was so fun. And it was like, it just amplified like, holy crap, like I'm with my person and like, we're going to get engaged. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then knowing that he was coming out here, like all the stories <laughs> in my brain, like I hope he does it in Nova Scotia. I don't know if he's going to do Nova Scotia. If he did, that would be so crazy and wild and, like, such a dream because the Maritimes has such a special place in my heart. So if he did, I'm like, oh, my God, so pumped. But in the end, he came. He did it. I knew about it because I formulated this whole story in my head. You're a hard girl to, to surprise. It just happened to be correct. But we are engaged, and I'm so excited, and it's just really cool. Like, it's, it's we're on a whole new level chapter of our relationship now where we're talking about weddings, weddings. <laughs> and futuristic things for each other. And I will say, because it did happen yesterday, like I still struggle with, actually, I don't know if I still, well, I obviously do because it came up yesterday, but like being in a relationship while on the road and figuring myself out, like I really did spiral yesterday. And at some points I will mention, and I know we've talked about how we hate saying this, but at times it does feel like it would just be easier if I was single and I was alone because then I don't have to feel like an inconvenience or like I'm putting my stuff onto you or this relationship. But the beautiful thing about a relationship is that your partner is going to pull the ugliness out of you so that you can bring awareness to it so that you can change it or work on it. And I accept you for you and your stuff. And I love you for everything you are and everything you're not. And I'm here for from tip to tip on the journey. Yeah. You're not an inconvenience. And you, like, I am your biggest fan. I so I want to see you overcome it. Yeah, and I think that the beautiful thing about any relationship when you find your person is that, I mean, hopefully, and I know you have, but like, you think about all that before you put a ring on someone's finger. It, it mm -hmm. is a big commitment. And, um, like, it's a big question for a bigger commitment. But you have to ask yourself those questions that you are committing yourself to the good, bad, and ugly. And I think what I have to really come to an understanding more so about is that a relationship is going to get ugly and a relationship is going to be beautiful and I'm really proud of where we are and how far we've come being separated for the four months that we have been which is not a long time couples do it so much longer yeah. but this is my first experience being in a successful distanced relationship and now engaged I'm just like really proud of us but yeah you are really committing to the good bad and ugly absence makes the heart grow fonder yeah and you just have conversations when you're doing long distance that you may not have had yeah. being living together for years yeah so it's almost like our relationships and fast forward that we're encountering those layers faster than most people do yeah and i think the the comments from the external also the comments questions even from the external helped also because they got me thinking and me feeling even more like proud that we do communicate about everything mm -hmm. and uh, or most things anyways I would say pretty much everything mm -hmm. and it gets your brain thinking that maybe you wouldn't have 
thought about or even questioned or talk about, like you said, if we were living together. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been quite the journey. It's been quite the experience, but I would say like communication is absolutely everything. There is no stupid or wrong thought, story, comment that you create in your brain that you should not be able to talk about to your partner. It's, it's easy for you to make an assumption in your head and then try to talk yourself out of it. Like, oh, that's not true because generally it's going to stay in you. It's going to stay in your head. Like you have to talk about that kind of stuff. Common theme, communication. (laughs) Yeah. Common theme, (laughs) communication. And now we're engaged and we're entering a whole other new experience of our relationship. We're both very excited about. And I think that we'll continue to do our own thing in this relationship Mm -hmm. and obviously do things together. But in our next podcast together in December, I'm sure there's going to be more layers and more, of course, every every four months. (laughs) Every four months we'll do another one. (laughs) Because we did the first one, I guess last year, but yeah, but that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. So the next time we're going to see each other, will be at Christmas in Ontario. And then after that, the next time we see each other will be in Christmas or or, yeah, in the summer. Yeah. May when you get home. Yeah. Um, And then who knows what's going to happen after that. 100%. It just is always changing. So I hope that we were some useful information to whoever is listening to this. But I was definitely like the most common question I was asked or the comments that were coming to me from my family and friends was, you know, are you in a relationship and how is it working? And when we say we're thriving, like, what does that mean? And I more so wanted to share that it wasn't always, we weren't always thriving. Mm -hmm. And there was a point where we may or may not have broken up. But I've been listening to a lot of podcasts in like spiritual relationships and um, that consciousness is that communication really is everything. Having that, holding that space for each other. And owning your shit first. What do you mean? Owning your shit. Being stronger as an individual to make the partnership better. Yeah. And like just knowing that like you don't, there's no right or wrong. Like don't prove to yourself that you are right is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because this isn't a game. Did you have any final thoughts? No final thoughts. I think we did a great job. Yeah. I'm really proud of us. Mm. We finally recorded the podcast. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will. I love the idea of doing another one. So we will definitely do one at Christmas time. But I hope you really enjoyed this. And if you have any questions, comments, leave them in the comments of this podcast or my YouTube video. And thank you for joining me at thank this dog park me. in Nova Scotia. <laughs> Hopefully the barking dogs and sirens weren't too much for everybody. Yeah. And now we are going to go outfit shopping for our engagement shoot. I love it. Which would be very exciting. So we will see you in the next episode.